Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of the Critical Strike Podcast. Rocking and rolling here. The LCS is already underway. The LEC comes back in just one day. By the time we're recording this, we're recording this on Thursday, getting it out to you. So hopefully this has enough shelf life here. Myself, Enrique Demore, along with Tyler Escara and Meg Kay. And joined today by a very special guest, one of uh, our new signings. You know him as at BloopGG, 18-year-old Wunderkind from, uh, but not from Germany, from, <laughs> from Spain, Pablo Suarez. How are you, my man? Hello, how are you? Uh, excited to be here. Yeah. Let's go. We are very hey. excited to have you here. We're going to start off in uh, outside of your wheelhouse a little bit. So if you want to hear Pablo really, really shine, uh, skip to about the 20-minute mark. Actually, no, the 15-minute mark for a special <laughs> little segment we got going uh, that we will debut shortly. But at about the 20-minute mark, we're going to talk about the LEC. But the LCS did start up again. And the lock-in tournament was something that I think everyone, players included, especially from what, I mean, I don't know about uh, Tyler, Meg, if you guys have talked to any players that view disagree, but I think that was a really positive experience just because I think it was the perfect amount of stakes for these teams to showcase what they had um, with tumultuous rosters. Uh, Perks had a, he, he had a debut uh, as well, which was <laughs> relatively low stakes, but it I, I think there was, there, was, there was some fun stuff to be taken away from it. Yeah, I mean, okay, like, I think the LCS is just really, like, the lock-in tournament is perfect for both sides of either you're not ready, you don't have your roster, and so you don't have a lot of pressure to need to perform, like, in a really, like, great manner just because you know that this doesn't have a lot of stakes in terms of the regular season and MSI, Worlds, but it's also great for teams that are trying to build synergy and trying to build cohesion now because then it's like you can try new things and, and, and try to push the limits on your roster without it, again, um, affecting you, but also trying to build momentum heading into the season. So I think it's like best of both worlds. I also think with like the mess of COVID currently, it's really good because it means you don't end up with the situation last year where you have like a super important tournament that matters for like MSI and Worlds and you don't have your starting roster because of visa issues and now visa issues being made so much worse by COVID and like people performing worse because they're having to play from quarantine. Like I just think this this format came at the perfect time. Loop, I don't know how much you saw. Care to, uh, care to weigh in here with any spicy takes? Yeah, I, I honestly saw a bit. And I think it's a good idea from the LCS team to basically... I, I don't think we can take serious co uh, conclusions from, from this tournament, but it's great to see the first feeling about all the teams that we know that this offseason had a lot of changes. So, yeah, I feel like it's interesting to see how every single team evolved uh, compared to, to last year. Man, it's so unfortunate that you said we can't take serious conclusions because that is what we plan to do. Uh, clearly, I didn't put that in the rundown. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. Uh, let's get right into it, though. I mean, two, two big headlines for me were Cloud9 perks, right, and then EG. Um, who wants to tackle what first? Well, actually, here, I'll decide. We'll start with perks. The first game, he that, that Deathless tweet really did not age well. Not that anyone <laughs> thought it would. Um, but it was also kind of cool to see, uh, you know, Yone, yes, and just these other champions that hadn't been played since, you know, since, since ever, right? But despite them being released, uh, you know, around World Seraphine, uh, I don't think she saw play, but like Samira, Rel, and Yone, uh, mm. it seems like that mid duo of Perks and Blabber is going to take a little bit of time. But I feel like you even saw 
flashes of it. They were able to have a, a stompy game against Immortals, who even themselves looked all right. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, as, as tough as that first performance was against EG, one, EG seemed to be riding an absolute heater right now, and two, look, with the talent on that C9 roster, there's no way they don't get better. Yeah, it's it's it's. I did say so. I predicted a while ago, just by myself, like not like of any official accord. But I was just like, "There's no way that." Well, okay, Cloud Nine is gonna take some time to gel because they do have new players. Um, I know that everybody wants to get off on a really really good f- foot right away, like immediately, but that rarely happens. Um, especially with a player like Perks and like people will need to get used to his style of play um, because he is a very, very unique type of player. Um, and the same thing with the top lane with Fudge, right? I think that he needs to also adjust to uh, the LCS, you know, play style, the LCS lifestyle, playing against these really, really big name players. And so <clears throat> I think that Cloud9 will be the Cloud9 we expect them to be, but they just need to take a little bit of time to gel. Um, it's just patience. This gives them enough time to, you know, test the waters with each other and, and, and really get comfortable. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Fudge himself develops because I, I got to talk to him after. Um, I forget which game it was exactly. I think it was... Um, I think it was, at, at a, at a, it was after one of the two wins, but he, he acknowledged that there is a lot of pressure um, playing with perks because the expectations are for this cloud nine org yes from the meltdown in summer but also now adding perks he acknowledged look there's a lot of pressure and he said look i need to step up we've got to play to this guy's level but he did appreciate that again the lock-in tournament gave this kind of low stakes environment uh for him to to start to thrive in and that win against and that, that loss against eg i think really is that, I mean, for you know, in the spirit of drawing serious conclusions here, uh, will EG sustain their success when they finally, when other teams finally start to decide, uh, to, to ban Renekton against Impact, or <laughs> are they going to be fine? I mean, we spoke a little about this before, right, like right before the podcast started, and it kind of feels like you ban something against Impact, and then he plays one of the other champions that he's really, really good at, and then you ban both of those champions. And then he plays another one of the champions that he's really, really good at. Like, there's only so many bands that you can throw at one lane. And it kind of just feels like no matter what you do, he has something that he can play. Especially because a lot of the champions that he plays are so safe. Like, the the Renektons, the Shens. Like, you're not solo killing those in lane a lot of the time. And he can just kind of avoid like null any kind of bans that are thrown his way by how deep his champion pool is so i think if we're thinking of impact as the kind of strong point of this roster which it really looks like it has been so far i think they're gonna keep performing really well he's looked insane in his opening games yeah i yeah, agree they... oh please go ahead yeah i agree with with mech um i think impact has a lot of picks uh, and and Renekton is just one of them, and he's comfort with that. And if the other team allows him to play it, uh, he will, of course. But I remember last year he was on a uh, orn duty for the first half of the year at at TL, Oof, and yeah. he was he was really good, honestly. And he he has also uh, picks like like Sheng, um, which is really comfort for for him. So I think if you are EG, you all have to be relaxed um, and 
honestly, I, I think Impact is not uh, a Renekton-dependent player. Yeah, he's not a one-trick. This guy's... Yeah. <laughs> let's be real. Like, this is Impact. He's been one of the most uh, consistent yeah. top laners. You could say the... impactful. All right, oh, get out. No. <laughs> oh, no. Get out. <laughs> that's it. All right. That's a, that's the episode for you guys today. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but it also it also feels like aside from his champion pool, it feels like he kind of. I don't know. It, 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 this is definitely my overreaction. That Evil Geniuses really feel like a pretty well-rounded team. Um, that they have a lot of options to go to. Definitely, I think is, is punching above his weight right now. But you can't take away from the fact that he had a phenomenal. Uh, first few days here of the lock-in tournament. EG have already clinched a spot in the knockout rounds, so we're going to see a lot more of them. Um, I've always been a fan of Ignars. Jizuke seems to be a little more reined in. And I, 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 it's a bummer that Sven Skarin, as impactful a player that he has been over the course of his career, feels like the the, the one that's least worth talking about. But he, he, I think, has really thrived in this kind of facilitatory role. Um, in the era of carry junglers, his versatility in enabling his other laners, and Jizuke, again, playing this more... A controlled play style. I think Svenskeren and Ignar are enablers extraordinaire. Um, and Evil Geniuses feel like a bit of a three-headed monster right now. Dude, Jazuke. I'm glad that he's back. I, I think that he... His rise in the game against Dignitas? Beautiful. Chef's yeah. kiss. That's what yeah. we want to see. Dude, I, I miss this Jazuke, the one that everyone would get hype about. Because I know that before when he got, like, uh, replaced, it's like, it felt weird. But now, like, I, th I like a lot of people were kind of putting question marks like will he be able to get back to that form that we know him as and although it is early I'm, I'm glad to see that it's working so far in the system that they, they've created and I think that yeah if they can maintain this kind of balance they could they could be a dark horse I, I know that a lot of people are looking at TL Cloud9 like EG EG could be a dark horse that like uh, will gain traction as the season goes on if they continue to perform at the way that they are obviously. yeah i i hope to see um the 18 uh 2018 vitality jisuke uh mm. again uh, on these first games looks like he's performing better compared to 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 last split and last year in general i don't think he had a a great year overall but Jisuke is honestly a really good player, especially with with his picks. The rise, for example, the the echo are really good for for him. And yeah, honestly, I I think he can come back to his uh, strongest form. And if he can do that, um, definitely achieves to be consistent. Even taking account that the expectations on him are not too high. So I think that could be. I think that could be good for him to not have that pressure. And, and yeah, I, I also want to see uh, Impact performing really good and, and Ignar too, because I think they are two very reliable players. And if I had to use one word to describe them, uh, it will be probably that they are very regular on, on having good performances. Mm -hmm. Do you think that um, real real quick uh, wrapping up on on EG? Uh, I need like two or three sentences or less because you you saw that probably twenty eighteen vitality team closer than than most people. They had Cabo chart up in the top lane, and, and the top lane for EG last year was not exactly uh, consistent. Whereas now you've got Mister Consistency up there in the top yeah. lane for for impact. How much do you think that really helps 
Jizuke just kind of not maybe do you think like maybe he doesn't feel as much like oh I've got to do everything around here yeah I I feel like uh last year with with Huni um EG had two solo laners with a kind of crazy style and very aggressive I said and with this uh impact singing I feel like Jizuke could be the one who have this more crazy vision on on the game and impact will be like the serious guy for for the solo lanes so i feel like the team is more balanced now between this this uh serious and and crazy style in in the in the two solo lanes actually that's actually so true because back with like last before it's like huni jizuke you kind of coin flipping both whereas now it's like you have more of a rock in the top lane that you know you, that'll be good rather than like having a, like someone else who's like, you don't know if they're going to be good on the day. So I think that, yeah, EG, I think EG look a lot more steady. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're not wobbly anymore in, the, in terms of they depend on, oh, will Huni perform and will Jizuke perform or will they coin flip to like, you know, their bad self. It's like impact, you know, you can rely on. Jizuke can do what he needs to do. Because we have those guys that have to help, like, hold it down should things go, you know, a bit wrong. Yeah, and if there's one thing you can count on in uh, in the LCS, it's 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 inconsistency. It's things kind of turning on their heads. and But that's part of the reason why it's so fun. That's why we're playing Fantasy uh, LCS and not Fantasy LEC, just because it's just more fun as a, uh, as a spectator. But uh, speaking of things that weren't maybe as fun as, as a spectator, that TSM Golden Guardians game, I think there were takeaways Ooh, good and boy. bad. Right? I think that oh, game no. was remembered. For, for all the wrong reasons here. But um, let's start, uh, let's, let's stay with you, Tyler. TSM, uh, what did we like? What did we not like? And then after you're done, let's keep this quick. We'll go to Meg, uh, our resident Golden Guardians fangirl here. What did you like? All right, Tyler, go. Okay, um, TSM, I think that right now it's clear that there's a lot of stuff that needs to be worked on. Um, uh, Spica is crazy. And I maintain that... He's going to be a huge focal point for this team. Obviously, there's a bunch of other like players that should play well, but I think that right here, there's like Spica Sword Art that is going to be the big focal point for this team. I think that if they're able to get their ish together, basically, as a duo, as like a jungle support duo, I think that this team is going to be really, really good. Um, but God, that game was so messy. It was almost <laughs> a tragedy to watch. Um, I'm like... How is this happening? I I had I found myself questioning the whole time. I was like, how is what is happening right now? What what's what's going on? And then what's great, Meg's gonna hate me for this, oh is that boy. as soon as soon as she goes, Golden Guardians are winning worlds, yo, those are my boys. Stolen Baron. <laughs> and then it was God. all downhill from here. What's, the once they figure out that how went to... through my body when that Baron got stolen. I was actually, I actually got angry. I don't often get like angry at regular season LCS games, but I was sat here raging. I was like, how? You you had it in the bag and you fumbled the bag at the last. I was so upset. Hey, you did a, you did a 50-50 against speaker, uh, speaker God. I don't know what you want. Like yeah. this guy steals stuff. That's what he does. So. Once they, once they figure out how to turn off his game shark, I think he's going to be, <laughs> TSM is going to be a lot more uh, beatable. <laughs> But, but like you said, Meg, there were positives to take away. And it feels like, you know, kind of that closing out the mid and late game, those are things that come with experience because the early game was, you know, you know, 
there there are things that TSM did maybe poorly. That bot lane is still cr- growing into itself, but a lot of positives to take away, especially from the individual performances for GG. I feel like. Uh, I think Iconic is definitely someone that people should be watching out for. I think his early game jungle control is incredibly strong. Like he got first Dragon and first Rift Herald within like three minutes of each other. Um, late game was a travesty. We're not going to talk about that. NA teams are banned from going anywhere near the Baron pit from now on. It's not allowed. We're putting like the red tape, like the, not the red tape, <laughs> the yellow and black tape around the edge of it. Like they're, they're yeah. not allowed there. That's That's the place that they're not allowed to go. But if we just look at the early game, I think, especially considering that I was expecting these players to be incredibly nervous coming into the first game and, like, not Mm. really want to try and go for things, maybe just, like, play the lane phase out, see how it went, and then maybe try and flip for something in, like, mid to late game. I was really impressed by how proactive they managed to be. I do still think that that early game is not good enough to get them wins just yet. You can't, They're not winning hard enough in the early game to make up for the issues that they have in late. But I also think they're definitely trending in the right direction to look really strong later on in the split. And I don't know if this project will come to fruition this split or, or in the lock-in tournament or even this year, but I think it's definitely showed promising beginnings. Mm-hmm. I, I think whatever hearts they won when they kind of announced going all-in on rookies, I think they... Um... They've kind of doubled down on that, and uh, I was impressed also. just want to give a shout-out to uh, Immortals, who I think we all picked definitively dead last in our power rankings, not GG. Um, I was impressed with Revenge. I was impressed with Insanity going up in, uh, in you know against Perks, right? Probably a guy that he idolized and, and held his own in lane. I was impressed with the Gragas top uh, from Revenge. I never thought that I would say that sentence out loud, but uh, <laughs> here we are. Let's move it to... Yeah, uh, no, Ch- I, I want to add that even... Uh, when he's not the starting jungler, Potluck played a super good game, uh, in my in my opinion. Uh, we'll have to to see how uh, Shershe comes to to NA because we all know that he didn't have the the best year with with uh, Origin. So yeah, I think Immortals and Golden Guardians could be. The surprises for the for the LEC, uh, I said, uh, based on 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 their performance on these on these uh, first games. And I think that that is really what a lot of LCS fans want to hear uh, is is that these teams have shown the things that they need to show, which is individual talent. The macro will come with time and experience. Now. Uh, I feel like we should have this is where we put in like a little kind of <laughs> jingle as we introduce. And I well, we just did like, it, so it's fine. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, yeah we hey, got it. You're right. <laughs> as we pass this like old school host mic, the one that like starts at like your belly button. And it's just like a, a wire looks like a car antenna. I pass that over to Tyler uh, as he debuts a segment uh, that draws some inspiration from conventional sports. <gasps> I know we just flamed the LCS for doing that, but here we are. Uh, Tyler, why don't wow. you uh, de- debut what we've got going here? All right. So, um for uh this is a, a a segment that we're going to be debuting here with uh Pablo with Blue and it's um for people who ha- haven't watched the NBA on TNT they host this little segment called who he play for and basically it's they name out a, a player that's in the league or whatever and then the uh the guest or whoever and in this case it would be the Charles Barkley but in our case it's Blue will try to figure out or remember what team they're playing on for this season. So, um, 
Blue, who he play for, okay? So uh, I'm gonna I, name di- I didn't study for this one, sorry, teacher. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's a, it's a pop quiz. It's a pop yeah. quiz. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> who he play for? Zazel. Uh oh, he's 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 playing actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I I don't have idea. To be honest, I, no, I, no. I honestly thought he wasn't playing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, d- uh, okay. Um, where do you, where, what region do you think he's playing in? Obviously. Uh, probably an A. Academies yeah. or something? Uh, no, he is not an academy. Uh, I don't even know it... the answer to this one. Yeah. I, I don't know, honestly. Y'all give up? Uh, yeah, I I think so. Uh, okay. Yeah, I I I, I give up. <laughs> okay. Uh, I wouldn't have gotten this in a million years either. He's actually playing for an amateur North American team called Solavide Esports. What? He's Holy. playing alongside Apollo, Tuesday, Winston, and Dokla in the wait. Uh, what? The That's an amateur league team. team? Yeah. He's on an amateur league team. What? The Risen Champions League. That that sounds like a like Sunday league pub soccer team if I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I was. That feels unfair. I was like, okay, he's playing for academies, I guess, but not no even academies. It's like okay, yeah. it's impossible no. to guess. I was surprised when I when I searched him up. I'm like, wait, he's not even in an academy team. He's playing for an like an amateur team. Yeah, it's super. Risen weird. esports, risen Champions League. That's cra- That's a six. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Risen, I, I Risen Champions League, to put it in perspective, uh, I have done play-by-play for Risen Champions League before, so uh, we'll put that in perspective. I mean, 100 Next is in it, in it mm-hmm. so... Yeah, no, like, it's, 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 it's a top-tier amateur org, but, like... EG Prodigies, EG, EG has a team in it, too. Okay. That's but, like, good. he went to Worlds. Damn, okay, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. expecting that at all. Okay, next one. Who he play for? We're gonna keep it to the uh, North American flavoring here. Okay. Who he play for? Contracts. Uh, okay, I think I know this one. Uh, he's playing on Academy, I'm 100% sure. But I'm dubbing between two teams. But I'm going to say uh, Abel Guinness is Academy. Wow, yeah, hey! that's correct. Okay. That's who okay. for. Let's go. You've redeemed yourself. Okay, that was okay. really impressive. I I I wasn't sure I was dubbing between uh Cloud9 Academy and Evil Guinness Academy for some yeah. reason, but yeah. Let's go. Okay, bloop with the scoop. Okay, last one here before the, for our little break here. Who he play for? We're actually going well, he played in North America, so I guess it counts kinda. Who he play for? Wadid. Oh, he's playing on 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 Latin America. Uh, uh-huh. All Nights? Yeah! Okay! okay. You just showed us for. up hard. He, yeah, he I, tried I, out I, these questions on us last week. Neither me nor Enrique had any idea where he was. I called, <laughs> uh, I called uh, the singing, so I can't remember this one. True, But true. honestly, honestly, the, the hard one was the, was the first one, for sure. For uh, sure. The, the first one was super random. Yeah, Z- Zazel. The thing is, is yeah, Zazel went to Worlds. This guy, yeah. I, I'm so surprised that the he's playing on an amateur team. But uh, hey, nothing wrong with amateur. Okay, two out of three is not bad. 
That's pretty good, yo. Pablo's setting the the bar high. We need for, to keep every like a leaderboard person. of this. Every time we have someone on, like we need to keep track of who does well and who yeah. you play for. Well, okay. The blue blue put put the put putting everyone on the map here or putting everyone at notice. Two out of three. That was okay. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. Two out of three ain't bad. Uh, yeah, Bloop setting the bar high here. We, we should have known better, honestly. Uh, but I'm glad we at least got to stump him once with Zazel. That was, a, that, that was an electric last-minute addition, Tyler, uh, to add yes. Zazel. Because you, you yes. tested uh, the other two on, on me and Meg. Uh, but Zazel was an electric addition. We are going to be uh, right back, taking it to a quick break. When we come back, we are going to get into all things LEC. Because one of the greatest leagues in the world is coming back in less than 24 hours. And we are extremely excited. Don't you go anywhere. Back, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. This is part two of episode six of the Critical Strike podcast here with Blue, Meg, and Tyler, myself, Enrique Demore. Happy to have you here with us. We're talking LEC because one of the greatest leagues in the world is restarting in just under 24 hours. And we're going to we're gonna take this segment kind of Shark Tank style. Uh, my three wonderful co-hosts are going to pitch me uh, their kind of, not dark horse teams necessarily, but go a little bit against the narrative with a certain team in the LEC and try to convince me and you, dear listeners, why you should believe in their team. Let's start right at the top. Meg, what do you got for me? Fanatic. So. There it is. So, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. So, a lot of people really upset about the roster moves that this team made in the offseason. So, obviously, they lost Reckless, which is a huge blow to the organization, as well as just the team itself. He's one of their franchise players. He's been with them since the dawn of time essentially and now he's gone now he's with g2 and they also lost nemesis in the mid lane people were less concerned about that nemesis had quite a varied performance last year but he was still fairly consistent and obviously they replaced him with niski now i dear listener i'm here to convince you that those were upgrades and here's why so the main draw of reckless for this specific fanatic roster is that his insane wave control alongside Hillisang was really really efficient at setting up for self-made to come and get just free ganks in the bot lane we saw it at worlds time and time again when when double lift just received the pain from from self-made's evelyn a couple times (laughs) and a lot of that came from how efficiently reckless and Hillisang were able to set up bot ganks but upset although not as good as reckless in quite a lot of respects also has very very good wave control he's very good at playing weak side bot lane and he plays a lot of ezreal all champions that are very kind of self-sufficient and can just bounce waves till the end of time until their jungler's like yep i am ready i come bot lane i pick up my free gold dance for me minions and that has stayed the same the mid lane changes niski spent last year playing with blabber who in the best possible way, has the playstyle of I'm going to run into their enemy jungle and just smash my face repeatedly into enemy jungler until one of us dies. He is perfectly practiced for the style that Selfmade wants to play, which is roam around the map, get insanely fed. Graves is super good right now. Selfmade's proved he can play a lot of Graves. He has all of the tools that he needs to set himself up to be the primary carry on this Fnatic roster. And that's not really something that he could do while Reckless was still playing. Because regardless of how you look at it, Reckless has been on the team for the longest. There's always going to be that thought in the minds of the players on Fnatic that, oh, Reckless is the guy who's going to carry us. 
However, now Reckless is gone, Selfmade is going to be able to do that. Fnatic will carry through jungle. Niski will enable. Upset will enable. Fnatic will win worlds. Wow, you just went straight to worlds. I, I was going to say, okay. you, you were doing great until that last sentence. <laughs> it was all well thought out. i got to keep the hype reason. going. I may not necessarily 100% believe it, but that's not important. You know that gif of... Uh... Oh my god, what basketball player is it where he like someone touches his arm and he like looks at them and a bunch of question marks appear around him? Oh 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 is that Nick Young? Nick Nick yeah, it's Nick Young. Yeah. Where it's yeah. just like what? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you had me until you said win worlds and then okay. I went. Okay, okay, so maybe not worlds, but I think this roster should not have as many question marks around it as a lot like I've seen people rating them a lot lower than I think they deserve to be. I think they look really bad on paper because they lost one of the best players the LEC has ever had. However, I also think that that change can play more into another style that Fnatic can do really well in. It's just not something that they've really had that much experience with as of right now. So what do you think, in your head, where do you think realistically these guys can go? How far? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, I would say they could beat G2, but we've seen how that's gone in the past. So... um... On a good day, they can take G2 to a solid five-game series. What okay, the outcome of that day. series will be. On a bad day, they'll in. But <laughs> on a bad day where Selfmade can't get ahead and like is banned out in the jungle and gets forced onto a weird pick that he's not fully comfortable with, this roster will look horrible. If Selfmade can get comfort in the jungle and they can get the early game executed the way they want it to, this roster should look good. Yeah. Do, do you think Fnatic will keep having that like mental block while playing against G2 even now that Reckless is gone because we saw a lot of times that Fnatic was performing very well but when they have to play against G2 looks like they have like a, a small mental breakdown and they yeah. are kind of blocked so I, I'm curious to see uh, if now that Reckless is gone they can perform at their best against, against G2. I mean, I guess it's like a full roster refresh, right? Like, none of these players have the same kind of history of getting absolutely beaten into the ground like by G2, like yeah. Reckless has. So I hope, I hope, I can't say for certain. I think it will be better, but I cannot say for certain. I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of self-made. I'm just thinking now, it's like, what if there's like a jungle meta change? I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, but, he's I mean, played Sejuani. Like, he's played, I don't know, Filipe Sejuani in the jungle, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 do, I do think, to your point, I, I, I do think that Fnatic were a little um, unfairly ranked. But, I mean, I, I don't see them any lower than third, realistically, because you got to give credit to Rogue. I mean, the fact that second place is open in the LEC right now for the first time in a while, realistically, is, is a blessing for the league, I think. But yeah. I think I think that Niski people forget like look yes like okay however much of his performance and his success you want to attribute to the team around him and blabber look <clears throat> self made is just as good just skill wise if not better than blabber but I think you know maybe they focus maybe they suffer from the same stylistic uh, inflexibility uh, but again. Maybe. We'll see if there's a big jungle meta change, but right now I think Fnatic have a chance to make a statement. That mid-jungle, if they can gel really quickly, I think they can just two-man death squad all over their first few games. Um, it's the self-made show next this coming season. Oh, for I sure. Think so. yeah. yeah. 
Like he, he he's going to be the reason why they win. He's going to be the reason why they lose. I agree. The, he I, was like the key part of Fnatic along with Reckless, and now that Reckless is gone, and I think that Niski have that uh, jungler enabled profile. He will be, of course, the the main carry for for Fnatic for sure. Yeah, no, and, and to have someone like Selfmade who is as strong as he is in what I think a lot of people would agree is the most important role in the game right now is is jungle. Um, to have that be, to have that be where you have probably your best player, um, I think will will reap a lot of dividends. But I do think it's going to be a lot of pressure on him. I think that's that's pretty well said. Uh, Meg, any any anything else on Fnatic before we move it to Pablo? Please don't hurt me, Fnatic. I've been a fan of this team for so long, and I've been burned so many times. Please just put up a fight. I want to see. I just want to see. Put up a fight. A game five victory against G two when it counts. That's all Oof. that matters to me this year. Wow, you're gonna be dreaming for a long time. Hey, hey, hey I can dream. All right, let me yeah, have nah. this. All right, yeah, no, go ahead. All right, uh, on to potentially more or less unrealistic dreams. Pablo, what, what have you got? Yeah, for that's me. Uh, I'm going to talk about my guys on Mad Lions. Uh, from my humble position, I, I, I want to uh, put them on a spotlight, especially their, their new additions to the roster. So we know that they changed um, his top and jungler, Oromean and Shadow. So, um, Armut and Alyoya are in the. I, I will talk about them later, but they are keeping Humanoid, which I think it's the second best mid laner in EU, especially um, taking count that in walls with the horrible performance of the of the whole team. I feel like he was trying so hard to to carry them. Uh, along with Karsi probably, so they are keeping the Czech duo along with Kaiser, one of the best um, supports on on the LEC. He, they are no rookies anymore in the case of the of the bottling, so I expect them to do a a, a quality a quality jump uh, kinda. And then we have the two new members of the team, which many people that that are hearing us, I assume that they uh, don't know almost nothing about them. So starting with Armut, I think that it's very visual. The fact that uh, he wasn't supermassive, obviously supermassive was the team that kicked Mad Lions out of Worlds and he actually uh, overperformed so hard uh, the former Mad Lions top laner Rome. So I think that is a good first um, thing. So yeah, that guy is really good on both um, weak side and strong side. He know how to play tanks and he know how to play carries too. So uh, that's something that I think Mad Lions struggled last season with, with Rome, especially at the beginning with him not being so good on 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 carries when the team needed so yeah i think that's a clear upgrade um probably the most hard part of the of the mod lions squad to to defend um it's the new jungler because obviously shadow was super good um 
maybe his uh, last month of the of the season was not that good, but I can promise you that uh, Alioya, which is the new starting for for Mad Lions, it's super super good. Uh, I know him well from the Spanish league. He entered the league one year ago. On his first split, he won the rookie of a split here in Spain. Second split, he won the league and uh, he won the the MVP of the of the league. And he was uh, he attended to 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 the U Masters twice this year. So he did almost everything he could um, apart from winning in in spring. The their team of Easter Raiders lost in the in the finals on the game five so yeah i i have to say that especially this guy is super good on carry junglers he's not a listen player like shadow but he's still a carry a carry player and he plays a lot of of grapes as mech said um grapes is really good right now yes so i expect big things from from him and um from mad lions in general i think they can um, be on that on that fight for the for the second spot. In my humble opinion, do you think I have that, a question? And do you think that you can answer Meg's question? Was going to be my question. <laughs> Apologies, yeah. I did kind of cut off you there. Okay. Humanoid second best mid laner in the LEC over Larson. I think so. I think during the um, the summer split. There was a conversation going over uh, into almost every every single fan on the on the LEC, which was this Larsen Humanite uh, rivalry. I think they both were better than Caps in a certain part of the of the season, but uh, taking count, especially last few months of the of the season. I think Larsen was uh, not as good as the as the first half, especially on on walls. He was uh, super disappeared, and I expected a bit more from from him. And I feel like Humanoid is that type of player um, that okay, how can I say this? Uh, he's like a clutch player. I, I think, and that's something that I don't see on on Larsen. He's more like more secure and mm-hmm. and reliable. But I like the the humanity profile, which is more like explosive and and flashy. And I, yeah, flashy. Yeah, I get you. Do you think that? Um, excuse me. Uh, with the, the read that I got, and I think what a lot of people got from Mad Lions, which I think people really liked, was that they really seemed like a family. They got along so well together so quickly. Uh, yeah. Kind of reminiscent of, to, to a large extent, I think of Golden Guardians in the LCS, like last year's Golden Guardian squad. And I think of even that kind of, that, that that chemistry that you can't just create, I think of even like G2, right? And you see that just so much, the kind of off-the-riff camaraderie really does amplify fun. your performance. Yeah, they play to have fun. It is a video game at the end of the day, let's not forget. Um, yeah. Do you how how well do you think guys like Elioya could fit into that? Based on you know like and Armut, I guess you don't know as well, but you know Elioya, you 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 have you know some some semblance of what he's like as a person. Do is that something you even consider? Kind of that that external factor? You're not really worried about that. 
Yeah, I, I can say that Liu uh, is a super hard worker and from what we can see on socials and, and stuff and from weaker here, they are fitting kind of well. Uh, so yeah, I think that's the biggest doubt, of course, uh, as always, uh, when when a roster change more than one piece. Um, but I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think they will keep their style but with the addition of the of of our mood playing uh best uh better uh the the carry role so yeah from from Alioya, I, I i expect like the same early game um focus and and be proactive on the on the jungler like shadow with with listening especially a, a early game champ um so yeah i think Inside the game, they will be like the same, and outside the game, uh, I think uh, the uh, no, I I don't see uh, how they could have problems of uh, being together as as a team outside the game and live together uh, every single day. They all seem like nice boys. They seem like they'd get along well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And um, of course, I expect more uh, celebrations after the games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Iconic. key. Classic. That's key. Yeah. No, you you would hope so. Uh, no, I I think that yeah the you've 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 got two massive holes to fill, especially Shadow. But hopefully, Ilya, I agree. he can. Um, he even you and I were talking about uh, him beforehand and his his champion pool. Uh, you know, he has a couple signature picks and a couple... He, he's shown that he's not afraid to pick a little bit off meta when the situation demands it. And, and I think that shows a lot of confidence in himself and his play, which I think will go a long way. You talked about his work ethic. Um, it feels like they are getting a gem in El Yoya. Moving over yep. to Tyler now. Um, my my <clears throat> across-the-pond uh, friend here. What do you got for <laughs> me? Uh, well, I'm here to sell you a product called Rogue. Um, very... Uh, known product now after last season um, they ended first in the regular season in terms of uh, the summer uh, obviously they got bounced by G2 uh, and then their world's performance was left left something to be desired but I think that they kind of they, they improved in areas that they really needed to obviously the top lane was a little bit weaker with Finn I don't think that he deserved all of the flack that he got but uh, I do think that Oroane is a pretty big improvement in terms of that role. And I think that that's also a really big thing that they've needed. The only... And, and, and because of that, I think that they're going to be really, really good. I think Larson, Larson and Inspired are really, really, really good. Um, and the only question mark for me on this roster is how Trimby is going to fit into this uh, equation. Um, I have heard really good things about him. And... Uh, I think that if he's able to fit into the play style that 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 they have on that team, um, in the way that you know, because Vander was already really good, but I think that if Trimby's able to fit into that uh, system that they have, yeah, this is a, like, well, it's like basically playing for second, but they are a second place team in the LEC. I think that they can be better than Fnatic. They can be better than Mad Lions. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, it's a we'll Wilson kind of moment. They yeah. also have one of the best uh, uh, rebrands 
of the uh, of the LEC. I think that their the rebrand was a uh, oh, I love the rebrand of the logo. Everything looks really nice. You know, it's just looking up. Everything's looking up for this team. I think that they're going to do really big things. I think that, you know, Odo, he's uh, coming in refreshed. He's got a nice blank slate. The new hat, uh, feeling fresh. Exactly, <laughs> feeling fresh. If you feel good, you look good, you play good. So, you Amen. know, that's that's me. That's what I think. I think that they they just improved, and uh, we'll see how they do. But I, I, I'm putting my, my, my all my chips in for Rogue. I, I have to, uh, to ask something here. Um, my biggest doubt with this team is, of course, changing a profile like um, like Bander, who provides that experience and seniority and that kind of things. Uh, and Trimby is a completely different player. He's a rookie, very promising rookie. Uh, for a bit more insight, he did very, very, very well last European Masters. Uh, in fact. Uh, he he won with with uh, Ago Rock along with Chocolat, which is the mid laner for Excel. So, that was a uh, roster, by the how way. do you see this uh, change from from a, a profile like Bander to to Trimby? Because that's my biggest doubt over this over this team. See, the thing is, it's like Vander provided a lot of experience, a lot of like almost like grounded leadership but i think that now that they've gotten so much experience themselves this entire roster uh i think that now going with somebody who's younger and i, I think that that'll like i think that their experience will now start to shine also um, if you look at the swaps they made so they got rid of finn and they got rid of vanda so they got rid of a very experienced player and a less experienced player and then what did they bring? They got a more experienced player in Odoamne and a less experienced player in Trimby. They still have that kind of voice of reason on the team, if you want to call it that. It's just in a different role now. And I don't know how much the changing of the role will affect it, but I think in terms of losing experience, they actually haven't lost that much. I think Odoamne is just as good of like yeah. a commanding voice on the roster. Yeah, I think the succeed of Rogue depends a lot of Odoamne and being like the captain of the team and and uh, a strong voice into into the game. I think that will be that will be the key because uh, you know historically that vocal role was uh, the the support work. In, in most of the teams, I think this is something that changed with the years. So yeah, I think uh, Odoamne can fill that that shoes of of Vander and help Trimby to to get used to to the LEC. Yeah, for sure, I, I can see that. Yeah, no, it it does feel like um, as that rogue roster, it feels like they're kind of aging on the same curve. A lot of them, um, but I think no, Trimby should be excited about. Trimby, Han Sama is very uh, stable in uh, the bot lane, right? I mean, we talked about even um, in, in NA how it's a lot of, uh, you know, and, and just across the world, like rookie 80 carries with veteran supports, but this is a, a little bit of exercise in in the inverse. But Odo, I think will get a really good chance to shine. Larson and Inspired are very good at what they do. Um, I think the race for second is going to be very exciting, uh, which is yes. a really kind of tough thing to say. But look, Race to second. G2 is a class above everybody else, and I think it's foolish to kind of pretend otherwise until we've mm -hmm. seen otherwise. And even when G2 have shown that even when we do see otherwise, we don't really see otherwise.
fives because in the finals they win the best of fives and they end up winning it all anyway. And there and there is nothing new under the sun. Uh, so yeah. that's going to do it for us here on the Critical Strike Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for episode six. The LEC is back tomorrow, which is super exciting. I know we we're all really really excited. We're going to be there in the press rooms, getting the interviews, talking to these players. A lot of rookies, a lot of old faces. Uh, and a lot of narratives to keep track of. So we thank you for being here as we unpack some of those in the short time that we had. A big thank you to Bloop, Pablo Suarez, where you can read all his work on .esports. He's still with uh, Esports Maniacos, but we appreciate him uh, joining us in, in an official and unofficial capacity. Uh, for Meg, for Tyler, I've been Henrique Demore. Thank you so much for being here. Give us uh, a subscribe wherever you are listening to this. We're back every week with new episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, we are on Google Play as well as, oh, what's what I'm missing? Podcast. SoundCloud. Podcast. Podcast. There we go. Thank you so much, Tyler. And thank you to you, dear <laughs> listener. Uh, we'll be back next week. See you.